Hi, and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument, or as Barry would have me intro this, the, the Black Door Music Podcast, mm-hmm. or Argumentors Pod Cater. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's not here, so we can just kind of, you know, say whatever. It's Barry. Who knows what's going on with him? Yeah. Anyway, I'm Joshua. I'm Carrie. And we are going to talk about uh, a musical experience. Um, yes. I think that's what this is. This is a musical experience. I, know, I we, think so. We don't have Carson here to guide <laughs> us on what we're actually supposed to say uh, or how to intro. So if you're listening yeah. to this, like all of our one listener, I apologize. Right. It's I a mean, short episode. I know that much. It's our, it's our short. It's our EPs. Right, yeah, so the short one, and uh, Carson and Barry are here, so um, thanks, so he, jerks. Yeah, how dare they? I right. question their dedication to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. So uh, I think I'm going to just like launch into this because... Uh, Go the, for it, Josh. The, al- the album that we're talking about, this is like one of my all-time favorite albums. Uh, I have been listening to this since I was in third grade when I got a hold of this particular al- album, which was on cassette, uh, that was in my dad's pickup truck. Uh, Excellent. And, and he was selling the truck and totally forgot that it was in there, and I ejected it, put it into my Walkman, and just listened to it over and over and over again. And even like to the point where like I had, you know, like to scissor it together and tape it. And so you had those, the random points in the album where, you know, you'd be listening to the music and all of a sudden, blah, 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 and then, then so it was the remix. Yeah. So the album we're talking about is Aerosmith pump. Mm-hmm. And so this, this is kind of a cool thing. So I, I started, um, not only do I love the album and love listening to it, uh, the the way that it starts off, like you get this kind of like iconic uh, jam session leading into it, and then you've got the Steven Tyler's like trademark scream at the beginning of the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't really like dawn on me until I started looking it up that this is an album that they started recording after they had been broken up for three years. Uh, so, oh. so they had they had all these great albums that were coming up, and one was getting better after the other. And then they actually went through a period of uh, like stagnation. Basically, uh, they even have like a whole documentary on like how they how they talk about this. Uh-huh. Um, and they're like, yeah, we got you know stagnant, so we broke up. And then you know three years later, we decided we wanted to make music again. And and so, but they didn't just want it to be like their crappy album, as they refer to. Permanent vacation. Their words, not mine. <laughs> uh, but they're like, we, we want it to be something different. We want it to be something better. And they they came out with this this album. Uh, four of the songs on this album also uh, were in the top twenty five of the the one hundred Billboard's Hot Hits um, between nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety. Uh, so that was pretty awesome and then uh, apparently uh, according to the wikipedia in 1990 uh, in australia it was the number one song um well they had a number one song uh, janie's got a gun that would be the the fifth song on the album mm-hmm. so um for me this this album has so much uh going on in in it not only for nostalgia reasons but also just it's just a really great album uh mm-hmm. it starts off on this kind of high note it gets a little bit higher and then they kind of bring it down a little bit with um like the the way that the musical uh, is is arranged, uh, mm-hmm. and then when they hit Janie's Got a Gun and that song, like you know, singing it as a kid, 
like completely different. And then when you like actually start like taking it apart and realizing what they're singing about, and you're like, yeah, oh, there's like abuse and child rape and all this stuff happening, and like, yeah, it's now an even better song. But it's <laughs> like not for those reasons, but like, yeah, you like start appreciating like what you're what you're hearing, and you can hear um, Steven Tyler's kind of like anger at this stuff that's happening um, to kids. Which is crazy because, like, to think about, like, this album came out in 1989, mm-hmm. uh, and Liv Tyler was born in 1977. At this point, um, Steven Tyler didn't even know that Liv Tyler was his daughter yet. It wasn't until 1991. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is like crazy. It's kind of this crazy, um, crazy song coming out. And then, like, when you realize that and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. there's so much. And he's like, you know, like, actually a good person, you know, when you take. <laughs> Take away all right. the the drug induced, you know, yeah, like screaming, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy that he would be like so. I don't know, like yeah, because when you listen to the lyrics, like really passionate about, yeah, about that before he even knew he was a father, right? Like she's his only child. Yes. No, he's got. Four, he's got four kids. I don't okay. remember what the genders are of each of them. I just know Liv right. Tyler because you know the whole Empire the Records thing. thing. Oh, Empire Records. <laughs> I love that movie. Happy Rex Manning Day. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I loved listening to this album. I noticed it was really funny. So I had it in my car. And um, I thought it was interesting because, like, on days where it was, like, sunny out and I was, like, feeling good and stuff, it was, like, the perfect record to listen to. Like, just, like, not knowing lyrics, but, like, just listening to the music. I was, like this is like good jam stuff. And then there was one day that I was like stressed out and it was rainy and I was like, mm, this is not the right soundtrack for my life right now. Um, but then also like, yeah, I found myself getting swept up in the music and then like taking a second and actually hearing some of the lyrics and being like, Oh, <laughs> right. That, yeah. That's what's going on. Like, yeah, just the the range of topics that is covered and with such intensity was insane. Yeah, and it's and it kind of it's like I don't know for me this is their best album and it's like the most iconic of the the Aerosmith uh, albums. Um, mm-hmm. But then they also like you can hear like throughout all of the songs like they just they have these jam sessions. They even put one in in the middle of the album like right after. Um, Oh, God, I don't remember what I, th- I think it's number six on the album. So, yeah, it's after Janie's got a gun. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so like it's just they, they have a mountain dulcimer and they just start jamming on this mountain mm-hmm. dulcimer, like in the yeah. middle, middle of <laughs> this rock album. And it weirdly works. I know. It, it kind of reminded me. It gave me like Spinal Tap Jazz Odyssey vibes. Where there's just right. like, like there's just this like we're just going to play with instruments now and it'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, in in the back of my mind, I'm trying to like hear like you know Barry like interjecting with something like, "No, I think this album sucks," or right, yeah, like, or you're all terrible, or right, or yeah. like Jeff Goldblum. So right, you know, or some weird piece of history about it that no one cares about. Yeah, and you know, and yeah. it has to do with like the album cover, and right, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> and how it dates back to like some 1930s something. Um. I do have to say, though, it was fun for me because, okay, very ashamedly, I'm going to be honest, um, the first, my first, um, like, like knowledge of the song Janie's Got a Gun (laughs) 
comes from, I believe it's called Not Another Teen Movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where a very young um, uh, Chris, uh, Captain America. What's his name? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Thank you. Chris Evans was in that movie. Very young. And he plays like. I mean, if you wanted me to stay Steve Rogers, but I don't know if that was what (laughs) you were actually going for. Right. So Steve Rogers, very young, (laughs) before he went through the whole thing when he was scrawny. Um, Yeah. So Chris Evans (laughs) plays this like jockey high school character or yeah, high school boy. And then there's this girl that like is, you know, like she's the artsy weirdo. And then she like pulls down her ponytail and she's like the new popular kid. And I think he gets like he's like challenged to go to prom with her or whatever and then he turns her into this popular girl it's very it's spoofing every single teen movie you've ever seen anyway so i believe it's called that other teen movie but her name is Janie in it and so there's a scene where she like i think they're copying um 10 things i hate about you but she i think she's playing soccer or something and he like he puts the song over the loudspeakers and sings it to her <laughs> and like and like, I mean, the scene is ridiculous as it is, but like, so for now I was like, the lead up to Janie's Got a Gun, I was like, I know this song. And then started playing it. I was like, oh, that's right. how I know it. And then also hearing the lyrics, I was like, yeah, probably not a song you want to sing to your high school sweetheart in front of her entire soccer team. Right. Yeah. I mean, assuming they actually understand what's going on with the song. Right. That's very, very true. I think at some point a security guard comes and tackles him. So the security guard might be in the know, but <laughs> it would have been even better great. if he would have had like a taser gun or something. <laughs> it really would have. And then so, yeah, like, the so... security guard's name was Janie. So <laughs> total like, missed opportunity. Are... Come on. Movies. Exactly. Come on. We should make a remake. It's time. <laughs> Let's get Chris Evans to reprise his role. <laughs> he can now be the security guard. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cameo for the first yeah. one we'll get tom holland to be the person he tackles so <laughs> yes this is right. already coming together greatly yeah so, so yeah uh, so it was fun to actually hear like the actual song and the lead up into it and be like oh this is really great okay yeah well and then yeah so like uh there's that uh that song which like they actually won a grammy for i think um on that one uh, awesome. which is crazy uh but then like uh, then you get to um, what it takes uh, as you mm-hmm. get further down to the album. You know, like the the you know Aerosmith has these like classic um, kind of like love rock ballads, and this is like their best one. Uh, yeah. You know, like if I feel like no matter where you're at in a relationship, whether you're like in a good point, if you're in a bad point, if you just broke up, if you're just meeting somebody, you can still sing this song. Right. And, like, <laughs> like it's a song for every stage of the relationship. Right. And and I have never watched like any of the music videos uh, for these uh, for this album until this week. And mm. like watching the music video for that particular uh, song, what it takes it, like one, it's super funny. You need to watch it if you haven't watched it. I, I have like, not. All of a sudden, like they get done with the with a concert. And you're like, am I watching something live? And like and then it goes into like the song and they're they walk out of the, the stage into like a bar and they're wearing cowboy outfits now. And <laughs> of course, naturally. Yeah, yeah, they change out of their leotards into cowboy outfits. And then mm-hmm. uh, he starts singing like as he's walking in, he takes this lady's hat, puts it on. And then like <laughs> it was all of a sudden behind chicken wire and they're singing to this bar crowd and yeah. a fight breaks out 
and like there's this huge fight going on except for this one lady who's just sitting there listening like the whole time just kind of like yeah this song's about me (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is about me yeah and so that's amazing yeah and by the end of it like i'm watching the the video i'm like what's what's going on so like it's a big brawl and then randomly off to the side, I don't know if it's like a blooper and they just didn't cut it, but there's this guy like dancing a jig on a table. <laughs> so That's amazing. There's so, so much good stuff happening in that. You, you, so what it takes, Aerosmith, the official music video, you need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I kind of pushed this album on you because I really enjoy this one. So like when you first heard this, uh, what were what were your kind of initial thoughts uh, on it? Yeah. So first listening to it, I was like, yeah, like I was just kind of like, this is good Aerosmith. Like it was kind of I don't want to say it was what I expected, but like it sounded like them, but like good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I knew, like, it was, like, I was, like, this is a really, like, solid Aerosmith album. You know what I mean? Um, And then just the, like, I found myself having, like, different guitar riffs or, like, sections of lyrics get stuck in my head. And I would, like, start humming them. And I'd be, like, what is that from? Like, I don't even know. And then I would get in my car and be, like, oh, it's because you've been listening to Aerosmith for a week. (laughs) Um, But so that was really awesome. But, yeah, like, I just, again, like, I just got really struck with, like it's musically really fun and catchy and like, yeah, like it, it, yeah, like it, it has a good, um, journey with it. Like, yeah, you go like for with your highs and lows and stuff. And then just the lyrics, like I remember listening or I, um, I was listening to one of them and I was like, D- yeah, I was like, I was like, is he talking about what I think he's talking about? And it was, um, monkey on my back oh yeah like when he's going was like, through like his is like drug and alcohol phase and like and yeah. how we got out of it yeah yeah and i was like wow like like this like the like the music was fun but then i was like listening to the lyrics so i was like this is getting intense and like pretty deep and yeah like it was just a really cool song and i don't know yeah i really really enjoyed this album and i wasn't super expecting to to be quite honest like i was yeah. like okay like i you know I, I don't know a ton about Aerosmith, to be quite honest. Like, I haven't listened to a ton of their albums. I n- know who they are and, you know, know Steven Tyler. Um, but, yeah, like, I'd always secretly wanted Steven Tyler to play Jesus and Jesus Christ Superstar, which I'm still holding out <laughs> for hope that that happens. Yep. Oh, especially, <laughs> like, to watch him grow a goatee. That would be fantastic. Right? It'd be so good. Just see him hit, hit those high notes, man. Be great. But and yeah, then so, scat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing. Watch out, John Legend, because <laughs> Steven Tyler is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so it was really fun to have like an entire album of Aerosmith to listen to and really get acquainted with. So yeah, it was really fun and also really deep and like challenging at points. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of got kind of all of that. Um, I know this is like like tangent, but the, there's there's another album that kind of almost um, mimics it uh, with with style, how they did it, and everything. Because it was a period after the band broke up, and then they got back together after they had all kind of gone through like a drug recovery and and everything. And that's um, Aerosmith Nine Lives. Um, mm-hmm. So if you get a chance to listen to that one, I would recommend that too. But, I will write yeah. it down. So. 
Yeah, if if you're listening to this and you're not an Aerosmith fan, at least check out this album. Uh, you will not miss any points of your life for this. And if right. you do, um, Barry loves hate mail. Yeah. I say send all of your thoughts to Barry and he will respond. Yep. And, uh, and, and Carson will take any positive feedback you have, uh, and, and he'll turn that into, you know, podcast music. (laughs) Sure. He'll just turn into more weapons against Barry. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think that kind of wrap wraps it up unless there's any closing thoughts that you have. I don't think so. I would just say, yeah, like for sure. Give this a, give this a chance. Um, check out Aerosmith pump. Enjoy it. And if you do enjoy the album, listen to it again. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, give us feedback. Yeah. Especially Barry. Especially Barry, who was Uh, very vocal in this episode. So we appreciate all your thoughts, Barry. Thank you, Barry. Yeah. He really contributed a lot. Um, For the Black Door Music Argument, I have been Carrie. And I have been Joshua. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.